top stories of the week. Massively rich egomaniac rewarded for bad behavior. Also, another massively rich egomaniac wants more rewards for bad behavior. And of course, a third massively rich egomaniac is being punished for bad behavior. This is Newsweekly and I'm a massively poor egomaniac being tolerated for my behavior. I'm Sami Shah and welcome to News Weekly, where we punch the news in the headlines weekly. I'm sure this won't inflate his ego any further news now. Time Magazine's annual Person of the Year is a prestigious title, always given with great consideration and care to a figure who has had an indelible impact on the world. In 2019, it went to Greta Thunberg. In 2015, to Angela Merkel. Barack Obama's gotten it twice. Donald Trump finally stopped photoshopping himself onto the cover after he got it in 2016. It's featured Albert Einstein, Henry Kissinger, All-American Women, All Whistleblowers, and even Gandhi. It's also been given to Adolf Hitler in 1938, Joseph Stalin in 1939 and 42, and Ayatollah Khomeini in 1979. So, you know, it's a mixed blessing. Which is probably why everyone was excited to see who got it for 2021. Tesla's CEO, Elon Musk, is now Time Magazine's Person of the Year. That's right. The guy who dated Grimes, named his baby X-A12, and flung a car into space is the guy Time Magazine has found to be worthy of their honor. He is reshaping life on Earth and possibly life... (laughs) off earth as well and Mm -hmm. and this is someone also who in becoming the richest person in the history of the world this year really speaks to the moment we're in to this very complex moment in the world it's a big achievement for the young man who came from humble beginnings born to a family that owned only half of an emerald mine in zambia Musk, who once called a critic a pedophile and hired private investigators to dig into his past, has been described by Time magazine as a clown, genius, edgelord, visionary, industrialist, showman. Musk's achievements include the Tesla electric car, the SpaceX rocket, helping set up PayPal and paying less in taxes than you and I. Elon Musk paid no federal income tax in 2018. He paid less than $70,000 in federal income taxes two years before that. The billionaire who allegedly introduced Mark Zuckerberg to Jeffrey Epstein played down the dangers of COVID and has repeatedly prevented attempts at unionization at Tesla, which just crossed the $1 trillion market capitalization threshold, celebrated his achievement by attacking Senator Elizabeth Warren on Twitter. Senator Warren, obviously not a fan, takes a shot at Musk by tweeting, let's change the rigged tax code so the person of the year will actually pay taxes instead freeloading off everyone else. Musk fires back in a series of tweets, and if you opened your eyes for two seconds, you'd realize I will pay more taxes than any American in history this year. Don't spend it all at once. Oh, wait, you already did. Also says you remind me of when I was a kid and my friend's angry mom would just random yell, ye- randomly yell at everyone for no reason. <laughs> that was great. He is a kinder, gentler uh, Musk. Mom? So stay tuned till the end of this episode of News Weekly when I'll announce the News Weekly Person of the Year. And no, it won't be fucking Elon Musk. Let's just lock down forever news now. The COVID variant that was first detected in South Africa, then defeated the Autobots and remade Megatron into Galvatron, is now likely to become the dominant strain in the UK. 
The world's first Omicron death has been recorded in Britain, prompting government warnings that this variant is not milder than its predecessors. It's expected to become London's dominant strain of COVID within the week. All of which has led to Boris Johnson taking time away from denying the existence of Christmas parties to try and get new COVID rules installed instead. Tighter COVID restrictions in England have now passed the House of Commons, but not without incident for Boris Johnson, who's been forced to rely on Labor opposition votes to get them through. 101 of Boris Johnson's own MPs have voted against COVID passports, many believing the measure to require uh, proof of vaccination to enter nightclubs and major events is a bridge too far. Well, that's in the UK. Here in Australia, things are fine. We have so few cases that more and more states are opening up and even removing restrictions on the unvaccinated. So I'm sure everyone in charge knows what they're doing. Good afternoon. It's been a day of major developments and mixed news in the state's COVID battle. Live to Paul Caddock in our Sydney newsroom. Paul, more than 1,300 new cases today, but there's a warning that could reach the tens of thousands in just weeks. Good afternoon, Anne. Yes, that's right. Sharing a prediction from experts crunching the numbers, the health minister said we could be looking at 25,000 cases a day by the end of January. OK, that's not so good. But I'm sure having learned from all the mistakes of the last two years, our Prime Minister has a plan for Omicron. The Prime Minister has today vowed to stare down the Omicron variant. No government has got everything right, uh, but no government can in a pandemic. Dealing with Omicron, we are, uh, we are determined to ensure that we do stare it down and we don't go back. Someone just breathe on me and get it over with. He's stealing my revenue model news now. A host popular for his incoherent rage-filled rants, taken off air because of his plummeting ratings, now consigned to putting his shows on the internet in the hopes that enough people will watch it for him to still stay relevant. No, I'm not talking about myself, I'm talking about Alan Jones. For those who don't know, Alan Jones is like Australia's version of Alex Jones, who was a host popular for his incoherent rage-filled rants taken off air because of his plummeting ratings now consigned to putting his shows on the internet in the hopes that enough people will watch it for him to still stay relevant. Except where Alex Jones now has millions of viewers to buy his supplements that'll stop them turning into gay frogs or whatever Americans worry about these days, Alan Jones' online debut was a little less impressive. With 1,778 viewers, which is about as many people listening to this podcast every week, Alan Jones began by explaining the internet to his audience, who are on average much older than the 80-year-old presenter himself. Alan Jones, direct to the people, right across Australia. Yes, it's me. I'm back and I'll be more accessible than ever. Here we are. This digital television show will air at 8pm Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time, Monday to Thursday. It's easy to watch. There are three ways. We all have devices, whether it be a smartphone, everyone's got one of those, an iPad, a smart TV or a laptop. So you can watch on my Alan Jones Australia Facebook page, my YouTube page or the website. This is simple. Alan Jones .com.au. Now, it's really easy. There it is on the screen. You can see it. You can watch the program. You can read my editorial comment. You can make your own comments. And you can see it all on my Facebook page, Alan Jones Australia. It is that easy. He repeats how easy it is to get enough times throughout the show that you start to realise it might not be as easy. We are in critical times, believe me. We've become a nation 
of one idea. There's no debate. You're not allowed to have an alternative viewpoint from that fed to us by the establishment forces wherever they are in our country. Politicians who've never read a book in their lives are dictating to us and trying to silence anyone who disagrees with them. Well, they won't silence you or me. And then the show went silent. Literally. The broadcast crashed after about two minutes and was off air for two hours. It turns out you can silence Alan Jones by just letting him use easy-to-use technology. Once he returned, though, he was back to true form. The deaths were a little over 2,000, which is 0.008% of the population deaths. 0.008%. What are we on about? I understand the windows on the so-called new ferries can't be opened, but there's no air inside. Only today I learnt that out of the blue, the 389 bus to Bondi has changed its route. We've been swamped with everything about electric and hydrogen cars. Indeed, the people don't count. Have you been consulted? Have any of us? Where will reliable energy come from when diesel, gas and coal are taxed out of existence and nuclear energy is banned? electric... Hydrogen cars will reduce suburban noise and, I dare say, improve air quality. Though, do you have a problem with air quality at the moment? And that was just day one. To his credit, he's since done a show every evening while continuing to tell the people watching the show how to watch the show. You can watch the program on the website, alanjones.com.au, or on YouTube. Now, just go to YouTube and search for Alan Jones Australia. Click onto the live stream link. And the point is, you can watch it on your TV. But to do this, you access it through YouTube. You can also watch me through Facebook, but only via your computer or your mobile phone. But if you want to be on the lounge, you're a bit lazy like all of us, YouTube is the way. Rookie mistake, Alan. you got to tell them to like and subscribe. He's definitely got a lineup of great guests, though, including Mark Latham, who used to do an online show after losing his Sky News TV show. Some of the public servants say they're being sacked because they're not the sort of people politically, that the elites, the woke elites who run these departments particularly like. Pauline Hanson, who will probably end up doing an online show if a party continues to lose the way it did in the last Queensland election. Well, they're not. If you're vaccinated, it should have the coverage, so you shouldn't be worrying about it. And Tanya Plibersek, who, you know what? I don't even know why she went on. Look, it does scale down as income increases, Alan, but a million families will be better off under Labor's policy. And neither did Alan Jones's viewers. There she is. Not at all. There's Tanya Plimasek, the former deputy leader. She does frighten people on the conservative side. It's an impressive and articulate performance, isn't it? And, of course, having been there for 23 years and in several portfolios, she's across a lot of issues. Many of you won't agree with what she's got to say. doesn't matter. Go to the website. It's the new digital world, alanjones.com.au. You can make all your comments there. Alan Jones didn't build his website or set up the YouTube channel by himself. The money and resources behind it came from Maurice Newman, a chairperson of a company called Australian Digital Holdings. Newman used to be the chairperson of the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, of the board of the Australian Stock Exchange, and chancellor of Macquarie University. He's also recently said climate change is a hoax perpetrated by the United Nations to establish a new world order, and that Donald Trump was the only thing standing in the way of a great reset organised by Prince Charles, the IMF, and the World Economic Forum that will lead us all to, and I quote here, inequality, serfdom, and misery. We really are becoming more and more like a bad photocopy of America, aren't we? Here's hoping for Christmas miracle news now. 
things are getting even more dire for Julian Assange, who CIA insiders have claimed was considered the target of an assassination plot and is still considered a suicide risk with severe health problems. In 2019, WikiLeaks co-founder Julian Assange was arrested and carried out of London's Ecuadorian embassy where he was seeking refuge. He's remained in Belmarsh Prison, facing an extradition request to the US for espionage charges. The case relates to WikiLeaks' publication of thousands of classified documents about the Afghanistan and Iraq wars. On Friday, London's High Court ruled in favour of the US, allowing his extradition to take place. A number of legal hurdles remain, but Assange's lawyers are planning to appeal the decision, arguing his mental health is at stake. Luckily, there's some hope, because if there's one thing Assange can do, it's bring together Australian politicians. But over recent years, an unlikely alliance of Aussie politicians, Greens, moderate independents, conservative nationals, One Nation, all the way to Labor's opposition leader, have all taken up Assange's cause. Here's George Christensen, for example. I'm a big fan of Trump, I'm a big fan of Bojo, but I'm a bigger fan of free speech and press freedom. And here's Labor MP Julian Hill. Frankly, he's a ratbag. But he's our rat back. He's even garnered support from Barnaby Joyce. Today, Deputy PM Barnaby Joyce reiterating his support for Assange in an op-ed stating, Assange did not steal any US secret files. US citizen Chelsea Manning did. Assange did publish them. In Australia, he received a Walkley Award in journalism for it. Assange was not in the US when the event occurred. Going further, Joyce asked, why is he to be extradited to the US? If he insulted the Quran, would he be extradited to Saudi Arabia? Bloody hell, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Barnaby Joyce is... Barnaby Joyce is... I got this. Barnaby Joyce is right. You know what? We need to save Julian Assange because he might be the only thing that all Australians can agree on. Julian Assange will bring Australian families together, healing the divide, letting an anti-vaxxer sit next to a vaxxer, a conservative sit next to a leftist. And Barnaby Joyce makes sense. Julian Assange, he just might be the true spirit of Christmas. And finally, it's time to announce the Newsweekly Person of the Year. And it's you! Yes, you, the listener who leaves reviews and ratings on iTunes, the, the Patreon subscriber whose donations make this something I can afford to spend so much time preparing and working on, and all the many others who subscribe to this silly little podcast that I started expecting 10 or 20 people might like and is now over a thousand listeners a week. Thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart. You are the Newsweekly Person of the Year. You and Barnaby Joyce. No, just, just kidding. It's, it's only you. I promise. That's all from this week's edition of News Weekly. If you want to continue to subscribe and support this podcast, please head over to my Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Sammy Shah. That's S-A-M-I-S-H-A-H. Just a little bit of money. Not much at all. I think $7 is the base and a month. And you can genuinely help me create this content along with so much other content, including essays, short stories. I'm working on a novel still. I've got a comedy show that's coming up soon. So all this kind of stuff, your money really helps me make this podcast. Possible. And also tell your friends about the podcast, leave reviews and ratings on iTunes. It really helps with the rankings. 
Otherwise, I'll see you right back here next week on News Weekly, where we punch the news in the headlines weekly.